Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to the Neil and Christian Bacon Fight Hour. Ah, we have a caller. Who we're here to take your calls as usual. As usual. And we're going to be doing so shortly. But for those of you who haven't had the courage to dial in 914-338-0164 is the call number. Please press one if you'd like to speak with us. We appreciate your support on our social media sites, which are Facebook and X, formerly known as Twitter. And uh, I will be posting, hopefully, to that site as well as the others. Um, I've got to share those, share our announcements to our other. We are amongst the top. 80 podcasts on the internet according to Feedspot. So not only are we in the top 80, but we are eighth in position. What are the other shows? I don't even remember. I know there's quite a number of uh, sites where where we're going to see Podcasts. Podcasts. In the top. In the top, but in this particular, on the 80, it's a hodgepodge of different types of podcasts. It's not just psychic podcasts, and we happen to be the only psychic podcast that is on there, which leads me to question why we aren't number one in their other, on their other list, because if we're the only psychic podcast on Feedspot's list of 80 top podcasts, well, why aren't we number one? But anyway. Have different arrangements of evaluation. I guess, but anyway, you may check it out. Yeah, that's good news. Good news. Anything else? Um, I guess that's it. All right, six three zero. Hi. Hi. How are you doing out there with all the floods? Well, it's drier. I mean, well, it's not dry. Um, it's. It's it's wet, but it's not raining today. Okay, that's good. So we're not... So um, we're saved, no damage. We are saved. We've been saved. <laughs> no damage. I mean, our particular arrangement, our particular arrangement, we have a situation in our backyard where it's we're prone to the water accumulating. And so... Um, because of the way the backyard's arranged, there's there's been water that's come in the house 
on prior rain um, events. And so getting that water scooped out, unfortunately, I'm not strong enough to do it. <laughs> it's like using this. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it, it just, I don't know. Did you guys get rain? In Florida? Mm, I'm not in Florida. I mean, North Carolina? No. Uh-uh. Anyway, the, 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 well, we were able we to were avoid. We were just so far to with it. We just were, it was like a flood. And homes were destroyed. There were mudslides. Um, million, multi-million dollar homes were destroyed due to mud and rain. People drowned. Trees fell. I mean, it was, it was amazing the amount of rain that fell i was continuous and then it would go i mean you know be continuous rain and then like deluge of rain but we are we're okay we're, i'm we're glad you're okay i like the rain i mean we like the rain but it's just that much all at once is kind of difficult to deal with if you're trying to avoid floods but i mean luckily we're not in the you know on a side of a mountain or whatever Listen, I want to ask you a question, Dion. Did you uh, did you did you do anything recently with a picture or a painting? Oh my God! This lady, this lady's mom was moving out, and I just talked about it with the with the neighbors this morning. So this lady who had dementia moved out, and her daughter was here, and I was always nice to her mom, so she was so like always happy to see me. She gave me a painting that she hand-painted, and I was just bragging about it this morning at breakfast. I was like, you wouldn't believe this picture I got. Like, this lady hand-painted it, and so professional, and she gave it to me. I just felt so lucky. It's on my wall. It's all flowers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So, in other words, that's a psychic vibration that was received and then translated and validated but what it ultimately means is that you're in for a kind of a blessing a spirit is going to be doing something with you in the future i don't know when or where but the validation itself is a landmark towards that statement wow thank you is there That's any so nice. Okay, is there another reason you're calling? Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, yesterday I spotted this car. <laughs> and I know I have the PTSD, but I can't help it. There was this car that I've seen before in the no parking zone, which is in front of my apartment. And it was a lady typing on her laptop computer and her phone at the same time, and I felt like she was doing surveillance. So actually, my neighbor Judy was over by out over there, and so I asked her, "I'm like Judy, what's that person doing over there?" Because everybody knows nobody should be parking there. You know, this is the second time that Subaru has been there. Okay, so right away I go towards illegal surveillance or under surveillance. I don't know if it was illegal, but that's what I go towards. So I, you know, I get really nervous because I'm like, 
Now what? <laughs> you know, so I just wanted to find out if you were picking up that um, that person was here because of me or just because they were looking for a place to park, type on their computer. Yeah, they could they could have just. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, you know, my my vibe personally is not that it's connected to like Aaron Carter. <laughs> I don't get that vibe. I I feel like this is someone working on their computer and parked in that spot. If we go over to why you might be monitored otherwise, which would be your like disability insurance. I mean, my family. Well, your family, but I don't think it's your family. I mean, the most, the most, if, if you were being monitored at all, the social security disability because they do i i actually though i was told that they don't have the budget to watch when you're on social security disability the the um the government does not send out people to surveil you it's actually only private insurance companies that do disability because you can purchase private disability insurance they're the ones that go and monitor people they don't really send out anybody i mean you'd have to be reported by people people would have to make formal reports they just don't have the manpower, the woman's But that's the thing. Like, like this place that I live, how everybody just kind of, like, talks about each other and behind each other's back. Like, today the owner yeah, of the building just, is going to be here. But, no, they say, yeah, that, but, they say that, oh, so-and-so is reporting you, so-and-so's reporting you. Yeah, and so that's but, why I'm know, like it's Dion, it just, it, it's more than just reporting and gossip. They, they don't send people out. There would have to be some serious, serious violation. Violation, And then your insurance company would have to get involved. I mean, but she's if they not... answered every call that came in with people talking about people, they just don't have the manpower. And, manpower it's, and we're not it. talking about a private insurance company. We're talking about the federal government. The federal government is, I don't think, concerned with your small stipend that you get every month from your disability, and you're re, re, you're legitimately disabled, and you're not violating in any way. There's nothing that's triggering them that would trigger them to do that. And they and and as I was told by someone who has knowledge in this area, you know, the federal government doesn't do it. It's only the private insurance companies that sends out spies to see if you're, you know, working outside when you say you have a back injury or, you know, partying. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I think it's someone sitting in your car, in their car, probably using a spot for them, them, you know, for, for their convenience. It's rude to park in a no parking spot. I don't understand why they do that, but I think it's just a random person probably finishing up paperwork for their job. I mean, paperwork on the computer. You don't pick up like any of the neighbors still with that the BS no. them, right? You don't pick nothing. What do you What do you mean? What pick up neighbors? Oh, what? It's just like it's just they're always. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a chaotic environment where they're like always trying to say like this neighbor snitching on me or where I'm like, but I don't I don't do anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally I, don't I would do ignore. Anything. I would ignore that gossip. Who cares? I mean, people okay. talk. I just ignore it. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't let it bother you. You know. As as we said on the phone last time we talked, 
the only people that are problem are Ron and Karen, right? Ron and Karen? Kathy. Kathy, Kathy. But Karen could be too, because you just said her name. She could be too. No, I, I don't know. I didn't even know there was a, I mean, I thought Kathy was Karen. I made a mistake. I didn't know there was an, a Karen as well. So I wouldn't, don't think that because I said the name Karen, that Karen's against you. But if there's two, only two people that are troublemakers and everybody else likes you, there's nothing to worry about. You were, they made you activities director. Why worry? Okay. Yeah, I, I would. Take advantage and- heed my advice take advantage of the time that you have with a i mean you're, you've got everything paid for right now dion just enjoy what you've got and then build from build from there okay and i want to give you confirmation you i remember um one of the prior readings and i don't remember when because i call you show constantly but neil said that i was prone to being attacked and when yeah. I was in high school, I took my little sister to the mall because I had to babysit her, and I was jumped by a bunch of girls, and they cut my hair. And I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that happened. I'm like, I mean, I know I've been attacked other times in my life, too, but, I mean, I was also attacked when I was in second grade on the playground, and it was like... Yeah, I never even thought about it like that until after it was brought up on your show. Yeah, you know, I mean, the karma, we we come in with a strange world of karma. And sometimes that goes back to a past life where we did wrongs. Now we come back and we're trying to, you know, we're in a different mindset. We're not the person we were, but we have to face some residual karma. So you might have jump somebody in a past life, you know, lynch somebody, who knows? <laughs> That's why you're back in the Whatever <laughs> you did in a past life, when these things occur out of the blue, you can say, well, okay, in, in a deeper book of, of equations, I'm making the karma's coming back, and, and I'm just supposed to keep restoring my higher spirit and getting, okay. So that's why you never get away with doing that crime. Somewhere in the next one, you'll get it if you don't get it in media karma. And I would just say, let those things pass. And the gossip, who cares? you know, it, 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 God, you can't help. Gossip has been around since the beginning of time. Eve gossiped about the serpent. Everybody gossiped. Well, you think at this point, these people at that age would be, would have grown out of being gossip. But no, they're in this, I mean, they're in a, you know, social environment in the apartment complex. And Unless you're, that, you know, putting on a roof or drilling a hole in the street with a heavy equipment, I wouldn't worry about it. You're allowed to pick up the paper. You're allowed to cut a weed. Well, she got in trouble. Like, um, she put Valentine's Day decorations um, outside her door. And the uh, property manager, the property manager property manager Dion the yeah. Take yeah she made her take decorations down I mean oh, I, really but ridiculous the decorations I saw the picture of I mean why can't well, it's ridiculous deal. they don't want to set a trend where you're putting things oh. up that could lead to statements you know you know so what yeah. while well, well, she was parked in the fire lane 
<laughs> car is parked in the she fire lane? Par- she was par- her car was parked in the fire lane, and then she tells me to take down you know, oh, decorations yeah. that right. I have outside. It's like, okay. Oh. But, yeah, well. I mean, I complied right away. I immediately took it down, and I will not, you know, I won't put it back up. It's fine. I don't have a yeah. problem with complying. That's your best choice. And, and and then don't carry it around in your head. Just let it go. Your head, you shouldn't clutter your head with every little thing, thing that, that people do. Or well, the, what's going to happen is your you know your brain's going to start to morph and who knows what. You'll grow a tumor the size of the truck. The so problem you is, don't want to get into all that. No, I would just let it go. Right, and to try to occupy yourself with something else because if you're worrying about what the neighbors are thinking and that's you know, a current obsession or fixation, that tells me you've got too much time on your hands. And they all do. They all do because they're retired. Right. It's like, it's not like that. It's like, I'll go upstairs to do my laundry. And then like, you know, they'll, they'll be like, oh, you know, so-and-so reported you to the office because you did a text message. Yeah. And... I was looking for napkins and paper plates for one of the events. <laughs> and then, you know, they started yelling at me saying I was bullying them. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you guys having senior moments? I was literally looking for paper plates and napkins. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. But they're from yeah. a different generation, so I get it, I guess. Yeah, just uh, focus more on the painting that came in. Was that a neighbor who gave you a painting? It, yeah, it was. Uh, it was the daughter of my neighbor. Yeah, she was moving her stuff out because the mom had to go into a memory care facility. But okay, so yeah, I, would, I was so I would, so happy. I would put that on the equation: neighbors being nice, not neighbors being negative, and just uh, it came in through vibration, I would just look at the side of the fence and Yeah, not that. worry about these two. The two people are, you know, small well, big fish in a small pond, but I don't even think they're really big fish in this pond. You know, they're just complainers. And most everybody likes you there. So focus on that. Okay. Thank All right. You. Okay. Anything else? Um... Do you have other callers? No, not at okay. the moment. Okay, good. Okay, one more then. Not, so not good, I, but yes. <laughs> go ahead. For me, good for me. Good for you. Because okay. I can't ask you one more question. Yeah, you I can. I to another bankruptcy lawyer yesterday, and he was uh-huh. like, look, what? he's like, if I were you, I really wouldn't do anything. <laughs> And you go, really? well, I spend the money to file when you really, they can't do anything to you. He goes, they could try to sue you, but they can't collect. You know, he's like, if you want to build your credit back, sure, spend the money, file the bankruptcy, move on. But you also might be able to, in time, pay it back. He's like, I just don't think that you should file right now. He goes, what I would do if I were you is I'd focus on your health and get yourself better and worry about the bills after 
you are done with your surgery and everything else. He's like, yeah, this and is I, really not a big deal. So this is what I, I want to tell you is that one of our other callers has been a financial advisor in the past, and she stated that she didn't think you had enough debt to file. And she recommended I And, you know, after you saw this. She recommended attorney, what? I'm sorry. Not filing. Okay. Not so then hopefully I'll just be able to work my way out of the debt over time. I mean, it wasn't something you can always I really file. could avoid. You can always file, too, you know, instead of making that decision to file. And that's a stress. You're going to put yourself through stress filing. You have to ensure. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Behave, Neil. Um, <laughs> sorry. Putting yourself through the stress of bankruptcy while you're doing the surgery and trying to get yourself still settled because you're relatively new at this at this at this place you're living in. As long as it doesn't affect your voucher and what you're getting, then I don't see anything wrong with holding off on filing and just seeing if you if you are able to pay it back eventually. The only thing about bankruptcy that's nice is it wipes it out so you don't have to worry about it. That's the only thing. And you don't have to pay it back. But it's a big impact on your credit. So it's true. Maybe your credit would be less impacted if you didn't file. I mean, I might be able to pay it back in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you can pay small payments toward it now. I mean, if they'll give you some kind of deal like they offered you before and say, this is what I can afford on a monthly basis. I don't know if there's really any room you have to spend money on paying off debt at this point because your disability money isn't like that much money. But, no, and I'm still, like, trying to get caught up with, like, I, I'm going to get my hair cut. Last time I got my hair cut was July. Hmm. Yeah, well. So, like, I need to, like, even, like, just do, like, personal things like that. Like, go get my hair cut. I have to save money for Cupid's vet bill. Even though he's doing fine, but, like, what, in the past, what, 45 days, it's been, what, like, four or $500 at the vet. That's 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 a lot. That's a big hit. Yeah. That's a lot. And so, I, and you run out of options as far as getting vet bills um, paid for, right? Yeah. I've, I've exhausted resources, um, you know, so I do have to save though, because God forbid if something happens to him and he's got to be rushed to the hospital, that's going to be a lot, you know, so I don't want to be caught you know, without being able to provide care for him. I mean, obviously I'm not wishing that on him, but I have to be prepared at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you still have time before you jump to bankruptcy. It has its uh, advantages, but then, you know, in lines of credit, um, I mean, she's yeah, I mean, not going to get credit right now either with all this debt. She's not going to have credit. She doesn't have credit. Her creditors have cut her off. So what she has to work with is her cash on hand. That's it. But it's better not to charge if you're, 
if you don't have the money to pay it off. You know, the thing about it is they, they, they these people, if they know you're not making a vast amount of income, there's little they can do. They really can't do anything. So they try to work out a program for you. But to pay it back. And, uh, do you feel so, like I'll be able to pay it back? What are you, like 30000 in debt? Yeah, about twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. <laughs> well, you know, you think that's a, actually, you, you think that's a big amount. It really isn't. It isn't compared to like it some really people are like a hundred thousand in debt. Um, it's it, you know, statistic-wise, it's not a vast amount. You know, if you're poor, it seems like a lot of money, but twenty-seven thousand in debt is is not. I mean, it's not nothing, but on a percentage-wise, it's. It, I wouldn't be overly concerned about it. And if you make some payments and show you, you're in good faith with it, even if you make a little payment, that's at least, you know, showing that you're doing something, not ignoring them. So you might want to make small payments, very small, and say that's all I can afford, but I'm doing it in good faith. And, you know, that they have little argument with that. Because they look at your income, they can only siphon so much, and you, you know you're not um, you're not in in a court system. We're going to take everything away from you, so I wouldn't worry about it that much. And whatever you can afford, ten dollars, whatever you can afford, uh, just to show you're paying it off. Is it all consolidated into one? No, I'm no, I, no. You can't. You have, consolidation is a totally different deal. That that requires yeah. consolidation. That costs money. So, well, you know, I'm not it, even it, interested. I called a couple of places and they just, I I just didn't get a good feeling. So I'll, I'll I'd rather do what you're recommending and just pay a little by little by little until it's paid off. Yeah, I if you pay a little by little, and and you're doing it in good faith, that you're not just thumbing your nose at them. That's that could save you from having to file for bankruptcy and that's they th- there's nothing they can do they show you're making an effort and they look at your you know they know what you make and that and that's it that you know they'll take it so that's what i would do if i were you and then that might at least ease your your tension a little bit and uh and again i wouldn't lose sleep over twenty-seven thousand. it seems like a lot of money but in the long run, $27,000 a year is still considered somewhat poverty. That's about $2,000 a month. And that would be considered poverty level almost. So, I, you know, it's not a big amount. You make a little bit of effort and uh, showing good faith. And if they say, well, can you do more? You just say, no, this is all I can do. And if they say, well, we have a scale, you know, our minimum payment is 25, just say, I can't afford that. uh, But in good faith, I can do 10. And that's it. And I think you'll be okay. And as far as paying it, the future is not a closed future. Will you be able to pay it off? Possibly. Your future isn't closed. We're not at the end of your line of making money. So some of this is about self-discovery, self-improvement, um, self-creativity, which you still have an open door towards. I mean, you're not, you know, what? You have another 30-plus years left of life. 
So in terms of in terms of um, in terms of trying to make money, that's your adventure. Do what you can, accept the journey, and see how you can be. Don't you know? Don't sweat about it. You're not going to die doing this. You know, live for each moment. Don't fret each moment. I like that. Thank you. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, why worry? Yeah, I got to go. I I have a psychiatrist appointment. Um, (laughs) I'm considered to be schizophrenic and highly paranoid. So I've got to, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I don't know. I walked out for a minute. I don't know what I missed. What did I miss? I was just telling you, Dion, about her poverty. Her, not her poverty. Her, her, uh, <laughs> that one, well, that, that $27,000 a year would be considered almost poverty. Um, now it's about $2,000 a month. And her debt is not, uh, it, it's not a great debt. She's not in great debt. So paying it off five ten dollars, it shows in good faith that you're making an effort, and that's all you need to do, uh, Dion. Uh, you don't need. I just wouldn't worry about it. How many creditors do you have? Like three to five? I think it's like seven because really? the LLC. Yeah, and the, and he even said. Good. He goes. Don't worry about them suing the LLC because that's like collecting from a dead person. He's like, worry about that one last. <laughs> he goes, that's the one that you don't even need to worry about. Actually, he goes, who cares? So more He's like literally, like who cares? I'm like, wow. I'm like, I've never spoke to an attorney that was like that. I'm like he was. Well, yeah, because he was ethical and didn't, you know, he wasn't looking at his, his, uh, what he could gain from you. Even though, you know, bankruptcy attorneys don't make that much off each client, but I mean, it's volume. They do lots of bankruptcies and it's like, what, 3000 to, to to file bankruptcy? I mean, that's what you end up paying um, the attorney. The, the lowest quote that I got was 1398 so yeah, I mean, so thirteen ninety eight, three thousand. They're not like big ticket attorneys, so they do volume, and volume is important to them. So they're going to want to convince. Most attorneys are going to want to convince a, a potential client that they need to file for bankruptcy. This guy really had your best interest in mind, not his pocketbook. No, in spite of what Dante said about attorneys being on, on that they, when they die, their souls go to one, to one of the lowest levels of hell. There are good <laughs> attorneys and ethical attorneys. Um, and, uh, I, I, you, you know, a lot of good attorneys, they, they just... They don't, they, they're in it because they love their work and they don't really need the money and they can evaluate a person where a person's at. And to them, they feel good about doing, giving good advice. That's what their, their DNA says to do. And they're just not about every penny. So, you know, attorneys are, there's good attorneys out there, well-meaning attorneys. And she's attorneys obviously encountered one. Work. But there are plenty, of, and there's plenty of corrupt attorneys. But this guy seemed to be, you know, I don't need your money. Uh, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a fair amount of advice, and and it makes him feel good, and hopefully it made you feel good. 
Everyone feels good. It's, good. Oh, okay. it's a feel-good yep. party. Okay. Anything else? Thank you. No? No. Well, you Did you ever talk about the, the spirit anim- or the animals and the spirits? I tried to l- listen back to your shows, but I never heard any discussion about it. Remember that one time you were talking about um, Callie and interacting with the spirits, and I said, oh, yeah, Fergie and Cupid did that one time. But then you never talked about it. Well, she actually did it last night. <laughs> In fact, she doesn't. She's been doing it every night the yeah. last two nights. Uh, you know, cats. Uh, c- cats have even have a, a kind of a more unique eyesight range than dogs. Dogs, cats have a certain ability to sense the sixth sense to, to acquire the sixth sense. Yeah, and they have even a more acute ability to see things in the dark. I mean, they they have an amazing. Uh, when they when it's dark, they can see fine details. It's like you're it, you're in the uh, daytime. Now they don't have a wide range of color, but they do have a specific uh, lens and in whatever they have got in the eye that allows them to see them great see. detail in the dark. But those those was in the light, but anyway. yeah. And so animals are very attuned to two things. They're very attuned to the energy of the earth. They can, they know when it's going to rain. They know when there's an earthquake. They, they understand the earth's vibration. And they're very attuned to it because they're very, most animals are very low to the ground and they spend their life connected to the earth. Whereas we, you know, we, we get in cars and we live in homes and we just don't, have that primitive quality. We've lost that primitive quality about ourselves. And you have to remember that most life came from the sea or from the trees. And it was only due to maybe atmospheric or, or catastrophic situations where animals began to walk upright or, or place their feet on the ground and, and start to vibrate with the earth. So they have this great, vast intelligence about the movement and vibration of the earth. And it translates in their body as messages. So they understand the message of the planet. On the other hand, they also have a a brain equipped that they can understand the energy of the astral realm. So their senses are very acute. And then therefore, they're able to transcend the physical range of the universe and probe deeply into the astral realm and thereby perceive here. I mean, if you just well, maybe look at we the should dog, have them do readings on the show. I mean, given their, I yeah. mean, so so. Uh, if, uh, if you just a dog or a cat can hear your car two miles away, they they know they can hear things we don't hear, and they can see things we don't necessarily see. But if an animal, and it goes for the same as wild animals, if they can. A shark can smell blood miles away. If animals can sense things beyond the human ear, and then they're equipped with this special primitive brain that they have not evolved from, then they're more connected to the sense of creation and the cosmos in the beginning, the, before the beginning of time. It's so weird because I, Kali, was just reading the Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, just um, 
two days ago, I think. I saw that. She was, got stuck on Noah's Ark. Yeah, raining. exactly. Um, but uh, so so they can see and feel and, and sense things. That's why wizards usually have cats or owls in their pictures. Well, owls are very um, sense. I mean, they... Or, you know, or witches have cats. Cats are also... Well, see, I'm um, a witch, and I've got cats. <laughs> and yeah. Neil's a wizard. With... She got stung by a bee, so she's bee-witch. Oh, God. But, the, <laughs> uh, but you see, the, the idea, too, was that cats ventured into the underworld at night. That when they left the house, there was a theory that, well, they go into the underworld. They go into the astral realm. And then the Egyptians even equipped their uh, cats to... Uh, to die with them and be entombed with them and bombed with them because the idea would be that the cat would be able to leave their soul through the underworld and not get lost. So they, w- there's a special energy field. They say that when, uh, when a dog howls at the moon, that they're howling for the, for the, the representational spirit of all dogs. And there's even a theory behind that in terms of fable. So when we have this attitude, the and, the, and the moon is connected. The collective unconscious of all dogs yeah. is the howl. And, you know, the moon is really a piece of the earth because of the asteroid that hit. It came from a planet. So it's, and then it, it provided for itself and its situation a certain balance where it guides the gravity and the tides and it balances our planet. So when we have that energy going on and we talk about the spirit of animals yes indeed they have a special chamber a special corridor or portal that they can see whereas human beings may not be able to see it because we've been so sophisticated with things outside of our brain that we rely on but that we've lost that ability but a caveat i mean we callie and olive are are distinctly different i think than the average domestic cat. And the reason they're in our life, the lives, our, collect, our life together is not because they're just domestic cats that we happen to rescue. There's a deeper connection they have to the astral realm. They're, they're from the astral realm, in fact. And that's why they're well, at least Callie is highly attuned to spirits. I mean, all of this a totally different cat. Um, and Callie seems to be more more interested in interacting like with what she sees on the wall. Olive's just intelligent all around. You know, she's an exceptional cat. But but I don't think all cats, I mean, you know, if you go to a scientist's house, their cat may have, um, a scientist's cat may have, you know, higher, higher ability to perceive, yes, because they're, the, the cat is a cat. But it, the cat may not be as connected to the astral realm um, as compared to cats that are, that are, that's, that's parents are psychics. Yeah. I didn't know that the moon was from the earth. I thought the moon well, was that, connected to the earth, but I didn't know that they were once one. Well, there's a, um, 
there's a general theory that the moon was uh, produced by a huge asteroid hitting a planet. Now, most scientists contend that it was the Earth. Some scientists say it was maybe another planet in the galaxy. But yeah, that's where the moon, the moon is actually, the general consensus is that the moon was a part of the Earth. Asteroid hit it and, and, and the rocks and everything formed into the moon. They just did some gravitational pull, magnetic pull, it just formed into the moon. Some critics say, well, it came from Mars or some other planet in the drift. But, but no, that's where the moon originated from, according to science. If you look it up, you'll see it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Don't look it up in DC Comics. Or, you know, you got to look it up in a scientific journal. Mm. Okay. So, you know, w- what it actually means is that w- we live in reflection. Everything about the world has a certain reflection or duality to it. And that terminology, then we are a part of the universe. We're a part of every living form on the planet. God Even forbid. in our development, we go through several Embryonic stages, stages of animal forms. Well, I don't want to be connected to everybody on the planet, but well, whatever. Well, we're just, <laughs> we, you know, we, we had to, you know, some people say, well, some alien form dropped off two human beings on the planet and and that's how we came came here. But then where where did they come from? You know, where is the end of the image? If you look in two opposing mirrors, you're gonna see the image of yourself in two affinity. And that attitude is that every lifetime we have is tucked into our bodies. And also what's tucked into our bodies is the existence of all time and space because we are this cellular energy of dust. That could have been cosmic dust that formed our own planet. So our own planet came from a world that was beyond itself. Right. So, I mean, what the alien, so if we're talking about alien life form starting the planet, two aliens were dropped off. Where did they come from? The celestial realm? the realm that Christ was from, because Christ himself said he was not of this world. So Christ was an alien. Was his kingdom of angels alien? You know, and, and were those and fallen, God, fallen angels that were the, uh, if you Adam and Eve? To the Bible, God says, you know, if, if Adam and Eve should become like one of us, one of us, you know, th- there are many gods well, Adam and Obviously, Eve. Even God admitted. Adam and Eve. I mean, people people theorize that they were fallen angels. What was their origin? I mean, are, is the origin of angels alien life? Yeah, it's a weird. It's hard to say. Know, our brains won't be able to comprehend the full extent. Exactly because it's the layered. Bible is full of contradictions itself. Um, you know, if God is omniscient, why did he know that Eve was going to do what she did? And why did he have to ask questions? And why did he appear so shocked? And uh, and why did he 
Well, how would he know that Adam was lonely? Adam wouldn't have any idea well, of loneliness. I mean, you know, who is the God? You know, who why is, would he say it's good, good that Adam is alone? Who is God? I mean, who is so, God? Who is the God that those, we worship? The God of the earth? I mean, is there two gods? Or are there more than one God? God of the earth? God is the God of the earth evil? So in when you, yeah, when you, into, you know, when, you start to think when you about get all into those the, more controversial issues without... Or, con- to be, or controversial, uh, to God controversial so, um, issues. Uh, it it is it just opens up the mind to a broader range of of analysis without without saying you're you're an atheist or you're, you're you know you're anti this or anti that. The questions we have in terms of the vast universe can be in, inclusive of controversy. You know what this is making me really, really focus on and, and I mean, internalize deeply is that I want to go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go well, shopping, everybody. I, I can always rely on you for the deeper stuff. Yes. Let's go shopping in color paint. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but I don't know. No, that, we have a question uh, from the. Uh, I don't know, Dion, if you want to respond. We have a question for Dion from the chat. Okay. Have you ever gone to church? I don't know why the chatter is asking this. Oh, are you kidding? My grandmother was hardcore Roman Catholic. Stan Neal sit, Stan Neal sit, Stan Neal sit. Yeah, the Amen bench my whole life. I just haven't gone recently because I can't stand Neil and sit long enough to get to a service. Because you're a sinner. I can't do that right now. I can't get up and down and all that during the Catholic ceremony as much. I don't think if you go to a church without kneelers, you just stand and sit. There's no kneeling. Well, now I'm really confused because that's what I did with Jack (laughs) LaLanne. Okay, um, but yes, that was the question. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Why well, I know yep. all about it. I I know all about it. But I never heard that that Adam and Eve could have been aliens or fallen angels. Did you say angels or fallen angels? Fallen angels, fallen angels. But then if Christ was not as what I'm saying is if Christ was was not of this earth and Christ had a kingdom of angels, the celestial kingdom, was Christ an alien and were those angels of alien substance? And if they fell from grace, Adam and Eve, which they did, and they were placed on the planet because they were cast out of the celestial world are they actually were they actually fallen angels who were previously i mean who were also of alien substance because if christ was not of this earth i mean you know the celestial substance or alien substance or both he's from another planet probably never even thought of that yeah i mean when you start to think about the, you know, the Old Testament and Genesis and how the earth came to be and what happened in the Garden of Eden, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge. It's, it's very interesting because of the contradictions. Very, 
so it's, there's a lot of food for thought when you start analyzing it. So that's something you could do. Yeah. Read Genesis yeah. and start to question what you're reading. No, I'm already reading all the books that are on your on your list, and then I want to be able to get Neil's book, one of them. I'm just going to start with one of them um, on my Kindle. You, you know, know what, what I mean? Because I, I know I'm going to have a lot of time to read. I suggest getting, like, Pieces of Humanity and Wimble Lord. A Piece of Humanity is like, Wimble Lord's going to be tough. It's That's a tough one. But um, Pieces of Humanity is light and it's it's a fairy tale or the short stories well i mean if if you want the if you want if you're, you want to be challenged and you're ready to meet the the universe at large i would say occultist league yeah but i she's but, but she's not going to read that, that is a that's a dense book she's not going to read it. it it's that 900 pages get lost in you're going to get lost in it Anybody well, would. I, I, I tried to research that one, and I felt like it was way over my head right now. Yeah, I think it's way <laughs> over your like, head right now. Short you could, stories. You like, could try uh, Rose wow. Emerald. You could also try Rose Emerald. Rose Emerald's beautiful that, writing, but um, it's it's hippie. I mean, you might like Rose Emerald, but I mean, it's seriously like even. Rose Emerald would be more <sighs> more like the Earth Goddess and mythology and hippies and time travel and the discussion between mysticism and religion, uh, um, talking dogs and... Yeah, you might like time, that. You know, but it's ooh, that. I mean, there's... You know, it, it's got... It, you know, it, that might be... You might want to try that. But one. the short stories are easy and not easy, but the short stories are actually a collection. There's some really nice short stories and they're... I mean, you could like read a short story, you know, every night before bed, for example, and get a, oh, you know, a variety of, of, um, of styles because they're not all written in the same style. Which and they're a little bit the more future, the future of zero, the future of zero tolerance. Is the short stories, and it's a big book too. I mean, God, I think it's probably over four hundred pages. Well, I like Kindle, so as long as it's on Kindle. Yeah, they're all on Kindle. That'll be good. Okay, I'll do that. All right. Thank you so much for your time, and stay safe. And um, say hi to the cats, the girls, Olive and Callie. I will say hi to you. Yeah, send us a picture of that painting, um, especially if there's more than three flowers in it. Do you know what? It's got, it's it's more than three flowers, and it also has one butterfly. And what's unique about the butterfly being there is that the whole Justice for Erin movement uses a blue butterfly emoji. So, like, every time we post something for Aaron, we post the blue butterfly, you know, and hashtag justice for Aaron, and the butterfly is blue in this painting. Well, you know, the butterfly really represents morphing through time because it's the butterfly was a worm, 
then it goes into a cocoon, and it comes out a butterfly. So that's representative of the journey of the soul and, and how vast and dramatic our transformations are in time. You know, even within our own lifetime, how we age. If you compare a picture of a person at 80 to when they were 18, to when they were eight, or to when they were eight months. But somebody from another planet who didn't know about aging would think they were three separate people. You know, I feel like you told me about this picture, but I don't find anything in there. I posted it on Facebook. That's why. I posted it on Facebook. I was like, oh, look at what my neighbor gave me. That's why. Because this was familiar to me, this whole thing. Hold on. Um, I am, I don't know, I'm scrolling through all your posts. There's a shoe, there's a dog, there's a Simpsons, there's Let me just see if I can message it to you, because otherwise, because I post so many dog things. Well, I got it. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. What are you doing? Neil, come on, you don't know how to operate the phone. Oh, and the lady who actually signed it is Karen Guy. Karen, oh. There's another Karen. Karen, that's what, yeah, I said Karen. Well, it looks more like a uh, bird than a butterfly, what I'm seeing in the white formation. It looks more like a bird. But, you know, the, the, painting, uh, the painting is somewhat reminiscent of maybe a Hawaiian painting or maybe a Monet um, because of the colorization of the flowers, it's got a certain yeah, it does look like expressionism Monet. in it. But it also has this vague, in, you know, overlying, underlying impression of birds, abstractions that you formulate through the use of brush stroke and color. But that would be a bird, not a butter, not a butterfly. Let me it see. Looks more like a bird, almost looks like a flying fish. Why do I have to take off my glasses, my new glasses, to be able to see close up? It's aggravating. Well, no, it looks like a butterfly to me. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think that's a butterfly. (laughs) It's a butterfly. It's a butterfly? Yeah, look, it's a butterfly. Where? Right there. Well, I'm not talking about that. Well, that's what she's talking about. Oh, yeah, that's a butterfly. (laughs) That's a butterfly. But this here is a bird. That, that is Hold on. Um, I wasn't looking. I was looking for the bird. I was like, oh, yeah, bird. I see the bird. The, yeah. the bird, but just the bird's like in a white. Um, is oh, it up he, at he, the top? Looking. It almost looks like a stork. Yeah, it's a, and he's looking at, like, it's like he's looking at the, the viewer of the painting. Yeah, I see that now. And then there's two faces. So you see the faces see. up here? Yeah, she, Human did faces. Few, she did a few things with the, whether consciously or not. But she did a few things with the um, paresthesia, is it? Yeah. You know, when you see and there, Yeah, images. I see the butterfly. The butterfly was deliberate. I mean, it's deliberate butterfly. But the, the attitude of spiritual energy, meaning that large bird that's on the viewer's left side of the painting, uh, almost in the middle of the canvas, um, would indicate uh, more or less the bird, you know, birds descending, doves descend from heaven. There's all kind of attitude in terms of spiritual connection. But the painting, um, aside from the darkness of the canvas, the painting has a somewhat of a Hawaiian nature to it. 
That's cool. And um, what's also cool is that Jennifer has admitted she has lost our bet from how many years ago, Jennifer, was it? Jennifer? I don't know, four years ago, five years ago? So she's going to be sending us some burners. Burners. But she can't find the glass bottles. But she needs to find the glass bottles. Yeah, the cans, the cans aren't the same. No. So we'll help you. We'll help you find those glass bottles, Jennifer. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, Dion, you got an hour. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all your time, all of your energy, and all of your advice, and all of your psychic predictions and everything. I hope you have a great day. Okay. Take care now. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, we're back on duty on Friday. I think it's going to be 9 a.m. again, right? I don't know what we're doing next week. Um, next week is a busy week. We have a very busy week. And Wednesday is Valentine's Day. So um, we might have to abridge our show schedule in some manner or other. We might do a Monday show and a Friday show. I don't know. But we have, like, all these appointments next week. So, um We are on this Friday, though, at 9. Until then, bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.